Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Yeah, I think the open's gone. <laughs> that's, 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 that's how you bring in the show. Are you? That's how Are you, you do <laughs> Are you telling me <laughs> to start this historic program? Yeah. My first show ever uh, by myself. Yeah. There's no open? It happens, I guess. Oh, boy. Like I said, Vegas, what is up? I actually didn't say anything because the show just started abruptly. In my notes, this segment is titled All Alone. <laughs> and even without the open, I feel naked and alone. But in the words of Stevie Wonder... And later said a little bit better by Will and Jaden Smith. It is just the two of us, and we can make it if we try. Welcome in to the Playmakers. And if your children are in the car, tell them to buckle up and strap in, because we're about to experience a unique and adventurous, and based on the first 60 seconds of the program, potentially disastrous hour of AM radio that is always podcastable on the Odyssey app and wherever you get your podcast. because ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, it's just me today. Hi. Hello. My name's Adrian Hernandez here, and the one and only Lindsey Brown is back home in Minnesota spending time with her mom, who we send the best of wishes and hope she recovers from surgery. And thankfully, Lindsey, she is a sweetheart, and she left me when the sports world is on fire. There's so much baseball to talk about. Oh, yeah. We don't start again until Thursday. Hey, but at least we have the ESPYs and maybe Steph Curry. This will be the first time that Steph Curry will actually be bad at something because, honestly, it's a little bit ridiculous with the being really good at basketball, being really good at golf, having a wonderful family with some cute children. I need him to fail at something. So tonight he'll be live with the ESPYs. We'll see how that goes. But other than that, that's pretty much all we got to do. So uh, it is the most boring month here in July. Uh, Mark, I'm two minutes in. How am I doing, boss man? Uh, it's working. Um, <laughs> it's working. And uh, it is the most boring month in the year. It's the reason why you turned on ESPN today and on Get Up and First Take. They're arguing about MJ and LeBron. But without Lindsay, we're going to persevere here, okay? And we're going to do the show justice, no doubt. So as we start off the show... We always want you to be a part of the conversation, so be sure to hit us up on Twitter at the Bet Las Vegas and at Adrian Radio Nine at Adrian Radio Nine Three. Excuse me. And we started it yesterday, and we will continue throughout the week. We got your family four pack, your tickets to the Soccer Champions Tour 2020, which will have the champions of Italy, 
Juve, Juventus will take on the Chivas de Guadalajara this Friday night at the Legion Stadium. We'll get you in the building. As a matter of fact, we'll get you in the building before the end of this segment. So in about 15 minutes or two minutes, if I run out of things to talk about, it's coming soon. But thankfully, coming up at 320, I'm bringing in some reinforcements. We'll be joined by Mo Moten to talk about the Raiders. The rookies came in for training camp on Monday. Today, the veterans showed up, and tomorrow they'll finally hit the field in preparation for their Hall of Fame game, which is 15 days away. Yes, August 4th, they'll take on the Jaguars without Urban Meyer. So we'll check in with Mo Moten to talk about some of the things we need to look out for, especially in that secondary in that offensive line, he does also, he is the host, I should say. He's one of the co-hosts of Odyssey's new podcast, an Odyssey original, Silver and Black Today, along with being a national writer for Bleacher Report. He also came out with an article, and we talked about it yesterday on the show. He did a prediction of all 32 teams and how they're going to do this season. So we're going to clarify and get into everything. But before we open up this can, I do need to say some things because I'm by myself. I'm hitting the mic. And... Some say I'm a little dehydrated, and there's other times where I'm going to cough while I'm talking. So I want to establish this because usually in radio, there's a cough button, and your co-host will talk to let you cough or get a drink of water, this, that, and the third. I don't have that luxury today, but I do have the luxury of some buttons. So whenever I cough while I'm talking, this is the noise you're going to hear. Stay off the damn weed. So, when I'm coughing or taking a sip of water, stay off the damn weed. And now that we got that out of the way, let's just make sure everyone understood for a third time. Stay off the damn weed. Boss man, you got it? Yeah, I like the remix on that third one. Yeah, you're welcome. You're welcome. I guess it's time to open up that can. It's time for the can opener. Ah, yes. The NBA, the National Basketball Association. Look, I have a few thoughts. I need to get it off my chest into the world. So we begin with what's been on everyone's mind that has a Twitter account. Uh, Josh Hart of the Portland Trailblazers went on Twitter last night to say this. And I quote from Josh Hart, point guard of the Portland Trailblazers. If you put cake in the fridge, you're weird. Um, hey, Josh, Mr. Hart, I'm sorry. No, my guy. And I mean no disrespect. But if there's one person in this scenario displaying characteristics of being a serial killer, it's you. What are we doing as a society if this is okay? Because it's really not. Like, it's simply not. Mark, for clarification, what are your thoughts on putting cake in the fridge? I I guess it's okay, but I, I wouldn't prefer it because it would make it too hard. Oh, jeez. But it's like, you. it isn't sliced bread, though. Like, this cake has frosting. You like stale frosting? Oh, not really. But I, I, I don't know. It's a, it's a catch-22, I guess. Look, I was raised to not judge people, and now I work in radio to specifically judge athletes. And I believe in the phrase to not judge people. And I don't know people's life stories of what they've been through. The only thing I can do is tell if they're hygienic, and if I'm close enough, tell if they're smelling or not. But how are you going to look me in the eyes, Josh Hart, and tell me as a grown-ass man that I'm not supposed to put cake in the fridge when I went to the store to buy cake? You know what I had to do? I had to pull it out of a fridge. Like, what are we talking about? And I've spoke to various sources on this. To Mark's point, sometimes you do need to warm up the cake because the texture. 
Now, I can't confirm or deny that report because I've actually never tried. But on the basis of frosting, you can't have room temperature frosting that's completely asinine. And I don't want a hint of anything stale in my mouth. I need it to be juicy. And some on this show would say I need it to be in my mouth and be girthy. Stay off the damn weed. From cake, we go to the New York Knicks. You see, today... The Knicks held an introductory press conference today that didn't have any members of the press allowed, only their in-house network. Now, this press conference was for the signing of Jalen Brunson. It's kind of crazy to me when a team does things like this that just it's in bad taste to not have the press be in there to ask questions to either Jalen or the front office. And then I think of the Knicks being and having one of the most loyal fan bases in sports, and I kind of don't understand it because they're so bad. And then I remember I was born in Cleveland, Ohio, and that there are Browns diehard fans. So I understand that, but even the Browns as an organization don't display the behavior that the Knicks do. So first and foremost, let's remember Jalen Brunson signed at the beginning of free agency this year, four-year, $104 million contract. They had to do so much to be in a position to afford to give this guy, who had one good season alongside an MVP in Luka Doncic, they had to get rid of Kemba Walker, Nerlens Noel, Alex Burks. They traded them to the Pistons. They had to trade away their draft pick, this, that, and the third. A lot of movement just to be able to get him on on the team. And here's the most important part, and we've talked about this on the show, and I'm going to say it again now. Jalen Brunson's dad used to play on the NBA, in the NBA, excuse me. His name is Rick Brunson. Coincidentally, when the season ended, one of the first moves the Knicks did in their coaching staff was hire Rick Brunson, who's now an assistant coach for the Knicks. And then when you look at Rick Brunson's agent when he played, it was Leon Rose, who is the current president of the Knicks. And then Leon has a son called Sam Rose, and it's Leon's, uh, Leon's son, Sam Rose, is the agent for Jalen Brunson. So obviously, there's a lot of connections here. And that's this is a situation that will probably happen more and more often as the league grows. And as this happens and as agencies have become more important than front offices, to be honest, which is why the Knicks went th- with the approach of, well, let's hire the dude who ran the most powerful agency to be on our team so we can build something. But... I understand that there's people who are going to look at this and go, oh, boo-hoo, Adrian, boo-hoo, Lindsay, all you media members, you guys can't get the access, Uh, whatever, you guys are spoiled, you shouldn't be there anyway. But is this what you want? You want infomercials. You don't want to be informed. Like, if you let a team control the narrative, they can get away with a whole bunch of stuff. And whether you like reporters or not, that's a different discussion But what I think is not arguable is that reporters and people outside of the organization, they can challenge any given narrative because we just can't be like everything that the team's saying is okay. And on the flip side, you could look at Adam Schefter with the NFL. In the NBA, you could look at Woj. You can look at at Shams and say, these guys are just essentially mouthpieces for front office dudes. You look at Shams. He's a mouthpiece for Kyrie and whatever he wants to say. And that's 100% true, and I'm not going to argue with you on that point. But when we're talking about beat writers that are with the team and are covering the team day-to-day locally, they're the ones who challenge and question things. They're checks and balances. And why do we love the NBA so much? 
Yes, we have freak athletes like LeBron who's doing it at the age that he's doing it and Giannis and Kevin Durant that are huge athletes that move smooth as butter and we haven't seen it anymore. But this type of this type of organizational attitude towards how they treat the media and the information they don't give out to fans or want to answer so that fans can know is the same type of thing that the Golden Knights do, that they get away with this bullcrap of not disclosing injuries or free agency news, and it's not respectable, and it's not proper. And at the end of the day, what I honestly believe is you can question whether or not some of these generic questions after post game, and we're in the locker room, and that might be super, super old, 30 or 40 years from now. We may be looking at that and being like, well, what was the point of that? You were asking them, hey, what was your thought process in the fourth quarter, this, that, and the third? Like, that can be a debate, but it shouldn't be in the power of a team to decide whether or not those reporters are allowed to. Stay off the damn weed. And for this final portion of this segment, before we give out the Soccer Champion Tour 2022 tickets, uh, we have to steal a segment from First Take because it is July 20th. And there's no baseball going on. And first and foremost, we want to wish Stephen A. Smith a healthy recovery because he's dealing with a partial tear, a a rotator cuff and bicep, along with a frayed labrum and a bone spur. This is what he's dealing with. So that's why he hasn't been on first take and we wish him the best. But the show must go on, right? So Kendrick Perkins was on the show today alongside Chris Russo, Mad Dog Chris Russo. And during the show, they were talking about their NBA top 10 all-time list, in which Kendrick said he had Steph Curry over Kobe Bryant on his all-time list. And he actually, excuse me, he said that Steph Curry was on his Mount Rushmore replacing Kobe, in which Chris Russo went on a crazy rant and then Kendrick Perkins had this rebuttal. Let me dive into why I have Steph Curry on my Mount Rushmore. Let me explain to you, okay? Forget all the accolades and forget how long that his how, how long his resume uh, is. We know it's longer than the holiday weekend. Forget all that, okay? When I speak on being a generational talent, I'm talking about a six-two guard that has changed the game of basketball. Forever, okay? Forever. And so when I look at his history, when I look at what he's done since he got to Golden State, it's almost been like a plug and replace. When I look at his first championship that he won with Harrison Barnes at the wing position, okay, you win with Harrison Barnes, no problem. All of a sudden you go 73-9, and you lose to LeBron James, I get that. All of a sudden you become still eye candy because you play off the ball well. You're efficient. Steph Curry is efficient when he shoot the ball. He's great moving without the basketball. Okay, so then who he attracts? Kevin Durant. Okay, then he goes along to win two championships with KD. And then all of a sudden, he have two down uh, years because Klay Thompson is hurt. He's injured. You know, they're going through some rough times or whatever the case may be. And all of a sudden, they acquire Andrew Wiggins, who is the who was the number one pick, who some was calling a bust. And all of a sudden, you plug and replace and you get Andrew Wiggins, and I be damned. Steph Curry won a championship with him. Mm -hmm. So when I look at it and I hear guys like LeBron James sitting up here saying things to, hey, man, you know what? 
If it's one guy outside of my son that I would love to play with, it would actually be Steph Curry. I would love to play with him. Why? Because he makes everyone around him better. And who's going to argue that? Honestly, who's going to argue that? Kendrick said it perfectly. He got Harrison Barnes a championship. He got Andrew Wiggins a championship, who, by the way, as good as he is, and since Lindsay's not here, I'm going to say this, really wasn't that balling and was nowhere near an all-star until he's with Steph Curry because that's what happens when you're with a talented player that is unlike none when you talk about these all-time greats. You talk about Shaq, Kareem, LeBron, Michael Jordan, Kevin Durant, this, that, and the third. You know what they all have in common? Those are big, strong, tall dudes. You know what Steph Curry is? He's 6'2". He's 100 and whatever. It's what makes him being the cockiest player in NBA history so ridiculous because he's this small dude and uh, just looks like a jerk. But his shooting, the way he moves without the ball, everything and the accomplishments. He's got Draymond Green into the Hall of Fame. Draymond Green, amazing defender, probably the best defender of this generation. But guess what? If Draymond Green, Draymond Green was on the Sacramento Kings, he'd be winning 15 games a season. So, yes, he has four championships. He had two of them with KD. But let's be clear, KD joined him. He didn't join KD. His team and what he built from the jump since the moment he was drafted is what got Kevin Durant, one of the best scorers in NBA history, so excited that he left the rival and everything he built in Oklahoma to come win with him, not the other way around. No disrespect to Kobe, but Steph gets in that Mount Rushmore, and Kobe doesn't. With that being said, coming up next, we got Mo Moen joining us from Bleacher Report, Silver and Black today. Of course, look back at it at the end of the show, but before we go to break, it is time to hook you up with some tickets. So, your chance to win a family four-pack of tickets to go to the inaugural Soccer Champions Tour when Italy's Juventus takes on the Chivas de Guadalajara this Friday night at the Legion Stadium is right now. We're looking for a caller, 10 702 889-5978. That is 702-889-5978. Good luck from Caller 10 from the Playmakers and 1140. The bet, Mo Mo in next. Let's ride. Adrian Hernandez and Lindsey Brown, the Playmakers, exclusively on 1140 The Bet. Look, everyone, July might be the most boring month in the calendar, but there is a glimmer of hope because in less than 50 days, the NFL regular season will be upon us. And as veterans made their way into Henderson to start training camp for the Las Vegas Raiders, we are joined by national NFL writer from Bleacher Report, Sports Not, and co-host of the new official Odyssey podcast that covers the Raiders, Silver and Black Today. Mo Moten joins us now. Mo, I've been trying to get you on the show for a minute. I'm excited. Welcome to the show. How are you? My apologies, Adrian. Uh, quick side story. I actually looked at my DMs right when we were <laughs> linking up, and I was like, man, I was such a douchebag. I ignored some of his uh, messages. 
Uh, just full disclosure, sometimes I get flooded in my DMs, so I'm sorry. My apologies about First of all, Mo, you're popping. You got like 25,000 <laughs> followers, 25K. I understand the DMs get flooded, so I'm glad we're here in this moment. And as always, all insider calls mm-hmm. are brought to us by BetQL. Bet smarter and beat the books. Download your BetQL app today or go to BetQL.com. So, Mo, uh, let's start off. With the new regime, McDaniels and Ziegler, of course, they've had an offseason. They've had a draft to make some moves. What are your early offseason impressions? Well, it's funny because when the offseason first started off, the Chargers made some moves. Brian Khalil Mack, they signed J.C. Jackson, the Broncos acquired Russell Wilson, and the Raider fans were like, what are the Raiders doing? You know, wait, you know, wake up. <laughs> Dave Ziegler asleep at the wheel. And once he started to make moves, you started to see what the plan was, and, and you can see that the Raiders are now in win-now mode. I also I also noticed that what they're trying to do is establish a winning culture. You're bringing in Chandler Jones. He comes from the Patriots, Patriots roots. Of course, Devonta Adams did a lot of winning with the Packers and Aaron Rodgers. So they're serious about competing in the AFC West. A lot of people wondering, were they going to reload and kind of not re, not start over, but kind of reset? Uh, there were the questions about whether they're going to bring back Derek Carr or not. And I, I wasn't really too concerned with that. Um, the reports were out that Josh McDaniels actually wanted Carr when he was in uh, when McDaniels was in New England. So new Carr would be in place. I did not see the Devontae Adams trade happening. Didn't see Chandler Jones. Those two moves snuck up on me. But the Raiders are operating as a very sleek, stealth uh, organization right now with McDaniels and Ziegler at the helm. And as I said at the beginning of, of this diatribe, they're they're in win, they're operating in win now mode. You bring in Devontae Adams, you bring in Chandler Jones, you extend your cornerstone guys because you're competing for a Super Bowl title. And I was going to ask you a little bit later here in the interview, but I'll do it right now because because you bring up those expectations. And you know the, the team hits the field tomorrow. Today the veterans did a press conference, and a running theme was kind of how they were going to manage expectations because they're there from us here in the media, from fans and people around the league. So my question to you, Mo, is how long of a grace period do you think Josh McDaniels is going to have with all this talent, all these resources and expectations for this Raiders team? Adrian, it's funny you ask me that because someone on Twitter actually tweeted at me and said, if the Raiders don't make the playoffs, does Josh McDaniels walk the plank? And I'm like, whoa, 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 let's hit the brakes. Pause for a minute. You know, it's a I different era Raiders, now. <laughs> right. I understand the Raiders don't make the playoffs. It's disappointing. But remember, the Raiders were in a bit of a mess over the past decade because they had so much instability. It wouldn't make any sense to go back into a cycle of instability. So with that said, I would say you got to give it two years to see their, their plan fully flush out. Now, of course, I'm expecting the Raiders to compete and get a playoff spot this year. And as I just said, the, the expectations should be Super Bowl title or bust. But I understand progress. I understand sometimes things take time to uh, flesh out and pan out. Uh, but the Raiders are in a division where if they don't compete for a title, they're going to get lapped by the Chargers, by the Broncos, by the Chiefs. So by default, this is, this, is, this is a team that doesn't have a lot of time, as I just said, with the extensions and the guys they brought in. You know, Shayla Jones is not exactly in the prime of his career. People have already been saying, well, what if Devontae Adams starts to fall off after 30? You know, these guys aren't, aren't in their young tw- early 20s. So, the time to win is right now, but I would give it two years before I would see it fully fleshed out on the field. And, and I think with training camp kicking off tomorrow officially with everyone hitting the field, that's probably one of the more interesting parts of what McDaniels and Ziegler and kind of this regime is that we finally get to see they haven't talked a lot. They have spoke, but we'll get to see what they really think by the tandems and who's getting the first reps and who's getting the second reps. And something that I thought was interesting in your answer that you just said was the term stability. Another huge thing that happened in the offseason and happened a couple weeks ago. Raiders get a new president. 
the third president in a very short time period, historic hire in Sandra Douglas Morgan, hometown hero, first black woman to hold the position in NFL history. And I asked your co-host on Silver and Black today, by the way, available on the Odyssey app now. And I'm going to ask you right now, Mo, do you think Sandra is going to bring stability and do you believe she will have the support to make changes? Well, I hope she does bring stability because, as you just mentioned, it is the 13th president, I believe, a year or so. So uh, that she addressed, she kind of addressed that in her presser. She said, you know, there are, you know, basically I'm paraphrasing here, but she basically said, you know, there are things to clean up because there's been a lot of turnover in the Raiders front office over the past year. A lot going on in the front office, but people wondering what's going on. So it's going to be her job, in a sense, to, to get the broom and kind of clean that up. But I think she's, she is going to have the support of that organization behind her because the Raiders have been, let's be honest, the Raiders have been in the press for a lot of negative reasons. So at this point in time, you bring in the first black female president, team president in the NFL, she's going to get the support and she, for Mark Davis and that organization, and they're going to hope to turn things around at the top because sometimes people feel like if you're, if you're a mess at the top, it has a way of trickling down the field. So you want to be top to bottom, you want to be a buttoned-up organization. No, absolutely. And last night she was actually at the Aces game sitting next to Mark Davis. Uh, she seemed excited. She was very, you know, very energetic and looking forward to everything. That that was the one thing that I, I took away from today going to the facility is that that excitement and that energy was palpable throughout the arena or throughout the, uh, the facility. But let's get into some actual on-the-field things as training camp kicks off. Last year, red zone scoring was a problem. You pick up arguably the best wide receiver in the game. Derek Carr, Hunter Renfro, Josh Jacobs, Darren Waller, all these pieces. How dynamic do you think this offense is going to be? Well, first of all, the offense should be top five in scoring. Uh, I mean, top ten maybe there was the most realistic uh, expectation, but I believe it can get to top five with the pieces you just mentioned. Derek Carr, Hunter Renfro, Darren Waller all have a rapport ready. Uh, as we know, Devontae and Derek Carr played at Fresno State together, so they have a working relationship, and they've also worked out together in the offseason. And the sirens are going off because, as you can see, the Raiders are that popular that the sirens <laughs> have to go off while I'm talking about their offense. But, um, yeah, I, I think this offense should click well. And I believe eight of the top ten top-scoring teams last year made the playoffs. So if the Raiders are in that top ten, I think they could be top five. If they're in that top ten, they'll be in good company. The, the big question is, for those pieces to fit in place and for Derek Carr to get the ball to those pieces, the offensive line has to be a lot better than it was last year. No, and that's 100% facts. And that's that to me, is it your key? Is that the biggest, the biggest thing that fans should be looking out for in training camp? Is it going to be the secondary or the offensive line to you? Ah, you, you, so you must have took a look at my notes before I got on here. Those are the two things that I'm looking at. How will the offensive line pan out, specifically the right side of the offensive line? Because I believe Colton Miller at left tackle, John Simpson probably at left guard, and Andre James at center. I believe those guys are set, not guaranteed, set for Colton Miller, but I believe the other two younger guys are going to be set on that side of the line. Where is Alex Leatherwood going to play? Is it going to be right tackle? Is it going to be right guard? Because he's going to get reps at both positions. So that's something to look out for. And how does he progress? Because Alex Leatherwood, I think, is the key there. Because if he isn't, if he doesn't progress, the Raiders are going to have a big problem because they're going to have holes at two positions on, on the offensive line instead of one. Denzel Good coming back off of a torn ACL at 31 years old. Eh, we'll see. I think he could be a surprise cut. Some people may disagree with that. Oh, wow. But you mentioned the secondary. The secondary is what I've been harping on. I actually have a, a piece coming out on Sports Night coming soon uh, because there was news about Trayvon Mullen. And, you know, he had his foot surgery in May. Big Taper of the Athletics said 
of the three guys that are on the pup list, that's Bilal Nichols, Jonathan Hankins, and Trayvon Mullen, the Raiders are most concerned about Trayvon Mullen of three. Not to say that he's going to be out for an extended period, but of those three guys, they're most concerned with him. And if he's out, then that means Rocky Asin, who they acquired in the Yannick Ngakwe trade from the Colts, and Anthony Avery could both play a lot of reps. Also, it was said that Amik Robinson had a lot of reps on the outside during the spring. And, and also, that's, that's two. He had surgery on his foot, right? That's correct. So that's two foot surgeries in like less than a year or around a year, correct? I, I believe, but here's the thing with Mullen. And a lot of people are saying that he's injury prone. I, would, I won't buy that narrative yet. But it is concerning that you battled the foot injury during the season, I believe, as you, as you mentioned, had a procedure and then had a, had a procedure in May. So he downplayed it on Twitter. He said he had successful surgery not to worry about it. He'll be back stronger than ever, as players usually say. But now he's on the pump list, and I understand with the surgery, you got to give it some time. Maybe they just don't want to rush him. They don't want to push him and have him re-injure that foot. They want to make sure he's ready. But that is a position, the cornerback position, the secondary specifically, is something to just keep an eye on because they did, again, they brought in Rocky Austin, Anthony Avery, Darius Phillips, Amik Robinson still hovering on the roster. We could see some some changes in the on the back end of that, of that uh, defense this year. And one person that, that I'm going to have an eye out on this uh, this upcoming season is Josh Jacobs. Obviously, it's a contract year for him, but also Raiders. You talk about those New England ties. They brought in, they brought in Brandon Bolden. They drafted Zamir White, Kenyon Drake coming back from injury. It's a crowded running back room, and obviously a lot of it, and I think a lot of bad habits developed because of how poor that offensive line played. But how much of an impact do you see Josh Jacobs having here in 2022? I think he'll be the feature back. I don't think he's going to get 200-plus carries as he did on his first few years. I think he'll be in that 175, 190 range. He'll be about 900 rushing yards, kind of like what Damian Harris has been for the Patriots in the past few years. May get a lot of touchdowns, but not a lot of value as far as his rushing yards because, as you mentioned, it's a crowded running back room. He's got to split carries with Kenyon Drake, Brandon Bolden, who I believe is going to get touches more as a receiver. But then they also drafted Zemir White, who I think is going to get a lot of run late in the season because I think they're going to want to take a look at him as a feature back before 2023 when he probably will be the feature back because I don't see Jacobs back with the Raiders, whether he performs well or not. Because if he performs well, he could price his way out of Las Vegas where Justin Jones says, I'm not going to pay, even though he played well. And if he underperforms, then it's like, okay, we were justified in, in moving on with Zemir White. So for Josh Jacobs, I think is whether he does well or does or underperforms, He's gonna he he's gonna be on the outs, and you're gonna see Zamir White taking a lot of carries next year. Mo Mo and joining us here on the Playmakers, he is also with Bleacher Report and his new podcast, an Odyssey original, Silver and Black. Today, of course, you can get that on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. And be sure to follow Mo on Twitter at Mo Moen. My last Raiders question before we get into your predictions uh, article that you put up, uh, on Bleacher Report, going through all 32 teams, but. On the opposite side of the ball for the Raiders on defense, obviously we got the edge rushers and Chandler Jones and Max Crosby, but do you see the Raiders adding a defensive tackle? And not even necessarily, but I know fans have dreams of the Dominican Sue, but do you see them adding some uh, some more to the depth of that defensive line? That's a good question. As you said, a lot of people are going to say, well, they're going to whisper, Dominican Sue is the guy. He's going to cost a lot, and Dominican Sue has always been about his his money. And if you're going to bring him in, you're going to you're going to probably play pay a premium dollar. And I don't know if the Raiders want to do that at a non-premium position, but I could definitely see them bringing in another guy if Jonathan Hankins has an extended stay on the pup list. Now Neil Farrell Jr., who they drafted in the fourth round, I believe, is Hankins' replacement. 
But if there's an injury there, again, if Blau Nichols and, and or Hankins are on the pup list, I could see them bringing in another guy for that D-line because it is a new interior D-line. As you mentioned, we already know about Max Crosby and Chandler Jones on the outside. Cleveland Farrell, I think, will float between the D-line and on the edge, but you might want to bring in some depth there just to, just to have a plan B just in case of injuries. And uh, I just gave out your Twitter, at Momo. And if you go on your Twitter, the pinned tweet is the article mm-hmm. we're about to get into with Bleacher Report. So you went through all 32 teams uh, and kind of predicted their record for the upcoming season. So I want to get your surprise contender as you went through the league and was looking at everything. So I want to get your surprise consent contender on one side and the surprise disappointment team of this upcoming season. Ooh, surprise contender. Oh, getting into that. I, You know what? I, Not to say that they'll make the playoffs, but there are actually two teams. Well, I'll go with one. And I'll say, I think the Detroit Lions are going to be a surprise team this year. What? Simply because, yes, a lot of people are down on Jared Goff, but he has some weapons around him. Amon Ryle St. Brown had a really good rookie year, a, lot of, a fourth rounder. A lot of people didn't see that coming. They have uh, DeAndre Swift. Back there, they have Jamal Williams. So they have some running backs, and I really love what they did with their defense. Aiden Hutchinson's coming in. Uh, they got a couple of guys who can move from the D-line on, and on the edge, so they have Bursal up front. Uh, they got a cornerback on the back end, Warrior, who played well last year. So they have some pieces all over that roster, and I think they're going to be a huge, huge surprise. Now, as far as a disappointment, I would have to go with the Tennessee Titans. And, I, and a lot of people have railed against me for this, but Derrick Henry kind of reminds me of what Christian McCaffrey was after the 2019 season. He had he led the league in touches, had a 403, I believe. Then he just couldn't stay healthy. Now, Derrick Henry, one injury, has a foot injury. But when you're a big guy, that believe he's 6'3", 247. And you have, once you start having foot problems, that's a red flag. That could be a, a lingering problem. And we all know that that offense has been on his back. He's been the engine of that offense. And Ryan Tannehill regressed once his former offensive coordinator, Arthur Smith, is that went to be the coach of the Atlanta Falcons. So he regressed. Your, your running back is coming off an injury. I have major, major questions about the Tennessee Titans this year. Yeah, and I know Tannehill's getting paid a stack. And I, I wanted to look this up as you were saying this with the Detroit Lions because I know they're on hard knocks next year. And I'm looking through the history. I wanted to see the record of the team that was on hard knocks and how they did that season. It's been bad, but in 2010, the Jets won 11-5. 2009, the Bengals won 10-6. So there is some hope for the Detroit Lions. Um, I need some advice or, or actually, I want to get your philosophy. Because like I said, I was at training camp today in the press conference, and it was my first time being in that press conference room with uh, all the other media members asking questions to Max Crosby, the stand and the third. And I noticed, and I'm not going to say any names, Uh, There was one gentleman who kind of went with the approach of asking the same question to each player. Is that your approach personally, or do you like to mix it up? I like to mix it up. I I know exactly who you're referring to. Oh, Jesus. It's definitely definitely a tactic for some media members because they're hoping to get a different answer from different people and, and just kind of compare. I like to mix it up simply because you got you have to kind of get a feel for each player. Some players like to talk, like a Denzel Perryman. I believe he's he's going to be great with the media, and some players don't say much. And I think that's become Jonathan Abram. I saw a recent presser with Jonathan Abram, and he and he went from as a rookie very talkative, and now he's very tight lipped. Things done changed, a, <laughs> right? Because he, he's under a lot of pressure this year, and that's something I didn't mention with Deron Harmon on the roster. He may not be the starter come week one. We'll see. 
But with as far as questioning players, you have to get a feel for the player and then ask accordingly. If if I was in front of Denzel Perriman, I I would just ask as much as I can. Of course, they can't give out the X's and O's, but I would try my best to get something out of it. Well, they were asking about his bank account and his contract, and he was like, nope, 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 nope. I'm here for football. Hey, uh, Mo, we appreciate the time. I got two more questions before we get you out of mm-hmm. here. First and foremost, no when's the next podcast coming out, and what's going to be on it? Next podcast dropping will be on Thursday with me and Scott, Scott Gobranson, LV Gully on Twitter. We're going to break down the wide receiver room. We're going to break down the tight end room. Uh, we're going to get into a lot of Foster Moreau because a lot of there's a split within the fan base. A lot of people are very high on Foster Moreau because they think he could be a starter at some point. And there are some people who say, well, he's been disappointing because of the expectations. When uh, after Jason Winton was gone, they figured he would he would blossom while Darren Waller was hurt. Didn't really happen. He had some bright moments, but just underwhelmed in a sense. But we're going to really get into that. And who's going to be that outside wide receiver uh, that's in three wide receiver sets with Hunter Renfro and Devontae Adams? I have a direct answer for that. I think I'm pretty on point with it, but we'll, we'll see. OBJ? <laughs> no, I, a lot of fans no, are listening I, for that. This is the tease. You go on the Odyssey app and you listen and you find out. And before we get you out of here, so one of the taglines here on the Playmakers, and Lindsay is not here with us today, but she will be in the future because we look forward to having you on here um, throughout the season, sincerely. But it's sports and other things, you know what I'm saying? So just to get to know you, I want to know, What's the album or TV show or movie that you're binging through or listening to right now? Album or TV show that I'm binging through. Wow. This is going to be a revelation. People who know me personally know this. I don't watch a lot of TV. A lot of people are on Stranger Things and all of this other stuff. I'm a more of an old school hip hop fan, so I'm listening to a lot of the stuff that I used to have on my MP3 player. No, this is perfect. On my CD. Damn. I, I'm not into the. No. I'm not into the. I, by the way, I'm 36 years old, so I can speak like this. But I'm not into the new school mumble. Oh, Jesus. Going on. It's just, it's just not my thing. I can't even keep up with who's rapping. I'm out here in New York City, so if you're familiar with it, there's a lot of drill rap going on out here. It's just not my. Not Re- my thing. But. Rest in peace to Pop Smoke. I'm very yeah. disappointed. The way you said I'm listening to my MP3 player like it's a Walkman, <laughs> like it's a Walkman, made me super disappointed. I will make sure the instrumental going into this interview is some Nas just for you, Mo. Uh, we appreciate, I appreciate you. That. <laughs> no, and I appreciate you. Thank you for all the time, and uh, we'll talk to you soon. All right, Mo? Thanks for having me, and shout out to Lindsey, who I'm sure I'll talk to in the near future. Yes, sir. There he is, Mo Moten from Bleacher Report, from Sports Not, national NFL writer. And, of course, he is a part of the brand-new podcast on the Odyssey umbrella, an Odyssey original, Silver and Black today. Be sure to follow him at Mo Moten. It's the Playmakers on a Wednesday. We got to close out the show by looking back at it. Call from Mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? 
Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Lindsey Brown and Adrian Hernandez, the Playmakers, exclusively on 1140 The Bet. I can't believe the show started without an open. (laughs) Some people around here hanging me out to dry. It was ultimately a test. Yeah, I guess so. I hope I will. We'll have to find out after the show if I passed or failed. Uh, Adrian Hernandez here from the Playmakers. Lindsey is back home in Minnesota for the rest of the week. Uh, We miss her. Lindsey, if you're listening on the Odyssey app, we do indeed miss you. Uh, That's why we are not going to talk hockey today, because how could we when you're the best, all right? But we are going to talk about some news according to me. It is time for News According to Adrian, brought to you by the Soccer Champions Tour 2022. By the way, congratulations to Kyle all the way out there in the, do we have clarification mark? It is the north side, we would say, right? Yeah. Thank you. What, what you want a clarification? Thank you for the clarification. Thanks. Kyle on the north side walked away with the family four pack this Friday at Allegiant Stadium. He'll be in there. Italy's Juventus taking on the Chivas de Guadalajara. And guess what? You want some tickets? We got more of them coming up tomorrow. So be on the lookout for that. But our news, according to Adrian, is a story from Los Angeles where LA County Sheriff's Department has sent a warning to all parents that marijuana dispensaries in LA are packaging edibles as candy to avoid detection. So basically, like a Starburst bag or a Skittles bag, they're putting in some edibles there. Uh, to be completely honest, that's absolutely terrifying. Uh, if I indulge respectfully and safely at home, of course, I don't do the edible thing, and I did a couple months ago, and I was seeing stars. So if, if you got family out in L.A., tell them to be on the lookout. And uh, or we just finished talking with Momo and over from Bleacher Report and Silver and Black today, talking about the Raiders. Of course, uh, it kicks off tomorrow officially. I guess technically today was the first day of training camp, but tomorrow is when they hit the field. No pads yet. That's coming soon, but they did hold a press conference in their headquarters in Henderson. I was lucky enough to be a part of that press conference and just want to give you some quotes that really stuck out to me uh, because it, it was a lot of generic stuff, but we'll go with Max Crosby Uh, When asked about the hype and the expectations of the season, Max said preseason hype is preseason hype. But for us, we have to show up and work and get better as a collective and get better as a unit every single day. Speaking on his tag team partner on the other side of that edge as uh, Chandler Jones, our new free agent signing, he says Chandler Jones has been one of those guys I've always looked up to. His unorthodox approach, he's just a different talent. Being around him and soaking up that information is incredible. He sets the standard. I can't wait to get out there with him. And then my favorite one was talking about not only Josh McDaniels and some of the dudes from the Patriots and the New England ties that are now a part of the Raiders, one of which being running back Brandon Bolden, is Max Crosby kind of poking around and asking questions about New England and specifically Tom Brady because he was asked how he took this offseason in and all these new signings and expectations. This and the third, Max Crosby said to me, there really isn't an offseason. Where I want to be and where this team wants to be requires hard work 
And then he referenced a story that they told him about Tom Brady in his first three years of his career where he said, I have no offseason for where I want to go. I'm going to be honest, inside that press conference room, uh, I got chills when he said that. And then my last quote is from Derek Carr himself. And shout out to Victor Four of The Athletic who covers the Raiders. And he talks about this division and how tough it's going to be. And he says, and so we've got a chip on our shoulder like always. And as Raiders, I think that's how we should have it. And we're excited to compete against the best. My buddy Khalil Mack joined the Chargers. The Broncos got better. The Chiefs got better. It's going to be fun playing against these teams, against some of the best quarterbacks in the game. And that's what you're looking forward to. That's what we want to sign up for. And you got to love it. And by the way, uh, be on the lookout on our social media at the Bet Las Vegas at Adrian Radio 93. The entire press conferences, Denzel Perryman, uh, Max Crosby, Hunter Renfro, Derek Carr, we will have those up and posted on our social media. We are uploading them as we speak to get you guys informed. And real quick, our last story before we get out of here, Adam Schefter reported it an hour before we went on air. The 49ers have officially given Jimmy G the Lord. And his agents, Don Yee and Carter Chow, a permission to seek out a trade source that says Garoppolo has been cleared to start practicing per team source. 49ers are still expected to exercise caution because, of course, he had surgery in May. And we'll see what happens. Uh, it's kind of weird that they waited this long. We, we've talked about it a little bit throughout this offseason. To me, it kind of seems like the 49ers botched this. Look at what the Browns got in return. For that trade to Carolina with Baker Mayfield, they got a fifth-round pick. Jimmy G, you could argue, has been a better starting quarterback for the 49ers than Baker was with the Browns, but I can't expect some of that value to be returned. They'll be lucky to get an early-round pick. So that'll do it. We're only doing an hour show today, but we're back tomorrow and Friday with some help and for a full two hours. Lindsay, we miss you. Mark, thank you for the help. This is Adrian Hernandez signing off, and as you get home, Put on your seatbelt, be safe, and I promise you, more hot takes tomorrow. Bye! We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.